Hi, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Extra Serving, a Nation's Restaurant News award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Holly Petrie. On today's episode, senior editor Joanna Fantosi sat down with Panda Express's Jimmy Wang at the Natham Show to discuss equipment, the future of robots, and plant-based foods at the chain. Enjoy. Okay, so we are here with Jimmy Wang, head chef of Panda Express. So can you tell me a little bit about um, about what you're seeing at Natham t- today and yesterday, what you're excited to see this afternoon, etc. So I've been here uh, pretty much throughout the day and uh, yesterday I also caught up with my colleague and I'm uh, very excited about all the equipment that we're seeing um, that we believe it, they can actually help us as a business to grow. Um, you know, we as a concept, it's American Chinese cuisine, but typically people assume that we'll probably use wok, steamers, uh, but we're at the process of really think about how to expand outside of those typical equipments. So I've been looking around with my colleagues, uh, kind of line by line, looking for new technologies that we think that can reflect our food very well. Great. Uh, and so I guess more more specifically, what are what kind of equipment are you looking to introduce to Panda Express then? Sure. Uh, for larger equipment, we're looking at an oven. Um, I think oven is so versatile these days, especially the ovens that we're seeing here today has so many different temperature controls to humidity, to moisture, uh, even sort of you can set up a pre-recipe and it's basically a set and forget it type of environment. And then we think that that's what we needed for the future. Um, and then we think that we can incorporate that type of equipment along with our wok cooking. And I think that also people are looking into automation more and more uh, as a labor-saving tool. Is that something that you're thinking of as well? I think what we're looking for, not only for labor-saving, but it's also for consistency, uh, is efficiency as well, right? Uh, We want to make sure that a new associate come join us, that they can actually adapt the recipe relatively fast. Um, And then we also can give them a playbook that they can follow really well. And then also because we have 2,400 restaurants across the country and we just want consistency for our guests. Yeah, for sure. And so um, uh, we've been covering in 2022, there were some interesting announcements from Panda Express culinary-wise. Uh, I know that you guys introduced a new equipment, an auto walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how is that going and what, is that, what does that do for you guys? Then? The auto walk's going well so far. Uh, we are continuing to rolling it out into our system. What happened is our food is done by quite a bit of volume, right? And these volume today versus where we started, uh, the business has grown tremendously. So therefore, our batch recipe size has grown. And then, so imagine, yeah, you know, our labor force also kind of changed, right? Uh, we do have quite a bit of turnover and we do have a younger generation coming into work. And then that they're not quite ready for that physicality you know, moving roughly about 10, 12 pounds of food at a time. And then so having the robot walk allow the cooking process to remain be the same, but like you said, automation. Uh, basically, we just need to follow the beat, the sound, adding the right ingredient at the right time, and just let the walk do the work. So it just basically does everything then? Uh, basically, it does all the stir-frying motion for you. Okay. Right? If you think about the stirring, the agitation, rotating the walk, um, and then that usually is very heavy lifting. And then so now, 
we can actually have that done pretty much by anybody range from different age uh, to different gender. Even. Mm-hmm. And now, are all of your uh, are all of your restaurants going to be introduced to the auto walk, or are you just kind of rolling it out where it's needed? Right now, we're rolling it out where it's needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're definitely looking at high volume, high capacity. Um, but not not to say that we're not looking out for the other guys as well. Uh, we're doing both, but for currently, we're rolling out to uh, you know high volume business. Okay, great. Uh, and the other thing we saw that you introduced last year is new beverage lineup. So what's so what's going on with that? How did you come up with I guess like these signature new beverages? Awesome. Um, so beverage program is something that we didn't have before, and then when we think about continuing to expand our menu platform, we thought we could do something crafted for our guests, just like our food, right? But we also wanted to make sure we think about what is our, I don't want, lack of a better word, a gateway, right? And we like the fact that there is a lot of Asian fruit flavors, there's a lot of combination of refreshness, the refreshers, and, and also tea. Tea is something that we're really proud of as a culture. And then we also think that tea is kind of, it's an afterthought in a way, right? Not as, as popular as coffee. Uh, but for us, coffee and our food probably doesn't really resonate together, but tea does. And then so we really started off as trying to figure out a tea program and then essentially mix that with a refresher program. And then now we're calling it Panda Crafted and then it's actually launching into all of our system. It will take some time, but it's gradually gaining or adding as we speak. I definitely agree with you. I'm more of a tea person than a coffee person myself. Um, and so could you give us like kind of a sneak peek at kind of what the what the different beverages are like if you give like some more detail on them? Yeah, so you know, to start it off, you know, our food is very bold in flavor. So we want beverages not to say uh, counterbalance, but to enhance, right? So we want flavors that either kind of helps to make the sort of eating experience a little bit more fun. So we, for example, one of the flavor I like a lot, um, it's called mango watermelon, right? And then you normally don't associate those two combinations together, but the watermelon has the sort of this cucumber refreshness to it. And then the mango has a lot of great aroma. And then so when you drink a sip of that, and then, and then while eating maybe a compound chicken or something with a little bit more of a kick, it's actually kind of cooling down a little bit. It actually okay. makes you salivate and eat a little bit more. Yeah, so it definitely like balances it out. What what is a what is another one of your favorites on the menu though? Uh, another one, I would say we have a really good pomegranate pineapple. Ooh, that sounds uh, good. That's another good one. Like it has a little bit of depth because the pomegranate, <clears throat> but at the same time the pineapple is really refreshing. Uh, you know, combine that with a lemonade flavor profile. It, it kind of hits everything you wanted when you're eating a nice meal. Great. Um, and so what are you looking forward to doing this year? Like, what are your goals, both like culinary, beverage, equipment, whatever, in 2023? Well, we think about a lot of different things. Um, you know, for me, my personal goals continue to look at our menu and how can we continue to expand and extend. Um, so we are going to new categories that we haven't really kind of do much with. So obviously the beverage you just heard right now is not going really well. 
and then we're thinking about the next thing and then just a tease you know I can't tell you exactly what the product is yet but around the Q3 Q4 period we are gonna launch another new item that we currently don't carry and then that is going to be a new add to our menu system oh wow well I'm excited to learn a little bit more about that when it comes when it comes out um, and so I guess uh, what are some of the challenges that, that you're kind of experiencing that currently in the industry right now? I think I think most of the, um, the restaurateurs or, or business like us, obviously, is it, labor, right? And then um, it's not just that we're lacking labor, but is to be able to retain them. Yeah? And then because what we do is hard work. Right, that's just not forget about that. It's hard work, it takes effort, uh, physicality. Um, and then so what we wanted to do is really try to optimize, right? We're thinking about changing the way we do things. We gotta think about how can we use automation? How do we use different equipments to simplify the job so that we can help to retain our uh, associates. Mm -hmm. um, if they can see that the work's being a little bit easier, a little bit more simpler to learn, and then that they can do their job more efficient, I think it's just another layer of way for us to keep them with us for a little bit more longer. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the tech reporter for NRN, and that's, a, that's something that comes up a lot, is just kind of using uh, technology to make to make the job a little bit easier and less stressful for uh, for, for your labor force for for your workers yes. um, and then then you'll have less turnover rates etc and also then they can focus on different jobs like customer service and is that something that you guys are thinking of yes yes I think what happened was pandemic happened and we're scrambling, everybody's scrambling and then we're all putting out fire and then we stay in this sort of put out the fire mode and we forgot that, hey, guess what? If you go back to so-called, air quote, normal days, is that, hey, there's a level of customer service that's really coming from your attention to the guests, right? And our number one job is to care, right? So how can we help our associates to care about what they do, care about the guests, and care about the thing that's in front of them right now? Yeah, for sure, and it, and it definitely goes back to that, like automation making their job easier. Is kind of like, are you looking into like robotics at all, or? You know, the robot is great. We're definitely looking at them, um, but at the same time, you know, what we think about is not a revolution, but more of an evolution. Uh, we want to take our time. We want to make sure that we can, you know, incorporate little changes. Um, sometimes it could be stealth, and sometimes it could be just a little bit more minimal. But at the same time, like we don't want consumer to start to see us so differently that, oh, you guys are changing or you guys are so different. I don't like that, right? Uh, we want to make sure that the customer know that we're not changing the taste. We're not changing the food. We're simply evolving as a business and that we can do the job better to serve them. I love that idea, the revolution, uh, sorry, evolution, not revolution. That is a great way of looking at it, especially like it's sort of an offshoot. I always think of don't do technology for technology's sake. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, so I guess what are your, I guess, long term goals, would you say for, for the brand? Well, I could say that for at least what I do, right? Yes. Uh, we're going to continue to focus on our cuisine. Our cuisine is very unique. It's called American Chinese um, because there's always the Chinese origin element to it. And then there is the 
here we are in the United States, there's a lot of global infusion. And then of course, you know, who are we cooking for? Americans. So there's that American perspective. And then so we want to make sure that those three always links up. And then and we want to continue to celebrate our cuisine to broader audience. But also we don't want to be just orange chicken either. I, I get it. It's great. It's been great. <laughs> it's it's a favorite. It's a favorite. It's a Panda Express right? classic. And it, it, it definitely launches off to where we are today. And, and I'm super grateful, right? And at the same time, I want to make sure that we continue to look at orange chicken, but also orange chicken for maybe a couple more generations. What does that look like, right? Is it that orange chicken in a sandwich format? Is it that orange chicken eat on the go, right? Um, not just the orange chicken on the plate or in a bowl. And then on the other side of it is we want to continue to take care of our guests. You know, health and nutritional continues to be the focus for the future. And then we are on the path of doing that. Uh, for quite some time now, we've been focusing on improving our menu by removing artificial color, sweeteners, uh, and then we are on the path of reducing sugar and reducing salt. These are all the things that we want to make sure the guests get the benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Not just for us, just for the guests, right? And then at the same time, you know, with all the flexitarian, vegetarian, uh, we want to make sure that when they come to us, they feel comfortable ordering something that they can connect with our brand, our food, but also feeds what they need. Yeah. And I think also on that same path, the people that are thinking of like eating less sugar, eating less salt, and are kind of thinking of their health also might gravitate toward plant-based. So how are you guys focusing on, or I feel like it's it's even silly to call it a trend, but like the the uh, the, the, the sort of revolution, I guess, of the explosion of plant-based then. Yeah, um, so we do have a couple item on the menu that is plant-based focused, um, but it, until last year, uh, we actually launched a dish nationwide that is more of an entree focus. So last year, we actually launched our Beyond, the original orange chicken, we call it B-Talk. Um, and then the idea, again, is trying to make sure that the guests that couldn't enjoy orange chicken before now has a chance to really enjoy the same flavor, same experience, by eating a plant-based product, right? Mm. And then I think it, it did really well for us. And then now what we're really thinking about is, okay, that's just the beginning. What else do we need to look into? What are the other opportunities? Maybe it's again another plant-based meat, right? Quote, air quote. <laughs> uh, or is it that we want to continue to bring out more vegetable forward based dishes yeah. uh, so that our guests can enjoy that? Or well. even something like the classic tofu or something. Definitely, right? Currently we have a tofu dish, but unfortunately it's only regional. And then oh. so maybe at some point we could take that more of a national approach to it uh, because there are more plant based eaters out there. Yeah, for sure. Do you find that the, that the customers' needs have been have it been evolving and changing in terms of what they want to see on their plate? Yes. You know, we have a couple uh, signature bases, right? We have chow mein fried rice, we have steamed rice, and then we also have what we call super green. And basically it's kale, cabbage, and broccoli done it in a garlic flavor stir fry. So what we have noticed now is the guests no longer just choose a singular base. They actually like a mixture of either rice and super green, super green with chow mein. And a lot of times we actually see double orders of super green as a base. And that just tells us that that's the evolution. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I think that's all the questions I have then, Jimmy. Thank you so much for stopping by. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you for having me.